Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach. Now, they call me the queen of predictable sales results. Well, because the easy formulas I share create sustainable, predictable results for my clients. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy Show, because this show is all about inspiration, not just in demystifying the client acquisition process known as sales, but also in peering through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to help others uncover their zones of genius so they can gain the clarity, direction, and confidence to reach their full potential. So I am super excited to introduce Marla Holdred. Now, throughout her career, Marla has developed a passion for uncovering and developing the strengths of individuals. Her 20 plus years of experience expands roles in sales, management, recruiting, and leadership development training. Now, prior to launching her own business, Marla honed her skills as a leadership development expert at the Strategy Forums, a leadership and development consulting company where she partnered with large organizations such as Eli Lilly, Whirlpool, and Baptist Health to co-create individual and unique leadership development programs. Now, Marla went on to receive her executive coaching certification and launched Shift Leadership, an executive coaching and leadership organization dedicated to helping CEOs, executives, emerging leaders, business owners, and professionals become unstuck, uncover blind spots, accomplish goals, and ultimately reach their full potential. Well, welcome, Marla. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to talk with you. Yeah, awesome. And, you know, I just love how you're helping leaders be the influencers and the motivators that they've always wanted to be. So I can't wait to hear about this and uh, the work you're now doing. Yeah, I'm excited to share because I've definitely, it took me quite a while throughout my career, but I feel like I finally found my life's purpose and passion. So nice. I'm excited to share. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like you said, the, the 20 plus years, everything in, in hindsight has probably been, you know, the perfect recipe for you to land in this role. So I love that how the evolution has continued. So, well, curious, you know, for me, always top of my list is exactly what was the inspiration or tipping point that prompted you to start your own executive coaching practice? Yeah, that's always a great question. And I get that uh, question a lot because it can be risky sometimes, but I love what you said about, you know, kind of the evolution of my career and just my life sort of led up to the point of entrepreneurship. And I, it just happened naturally throughout the course of my career. So the last position that I was at 
what happened was I was I was working for the Strategy Forums Leadership and Development Consulting Company. And I was there for about five years and I loved the work that I did. I was actually doing more of client service and putting together some of the training programs and working uh, with our clients one-on-one. But after about five years or so, I was feeling itchy and I couldn't figure out exactly what it was. Um, I took a year of exploration while I was still working there and realized that I was ready to be the one one on working with the clients and not just behind the scenes. And so, and I've had entrepreneurship in my family as well. Um, I've always had that little something in the back of my mind. I knew I was always going to do something on my own. I just was never sure exactly what it really was. And so uh, I took the leap and I think what the really happened for me is I had a mentor who uh, I was talking about this through and I was telling her I had this itch and I was feeling like I, I wanted, I don't, I'm not sure what my next step was going to be, but I knew it was, I needed to go somewhere. And she said, have you ever taken a finders assessment, which at the time I hadn't. And I ended up taking the finders assessment and my top strength was individualism, which means mm-hmm. that my top strength is helping others find their strengths. And oh. I'm really good at helping people figure out who they are and, and what their passions are essentially. Nice. And I wasn't doing that in the work that I was doing at the strategy forums. And so that really was the tipping point of like, oh, that's, that's what I need the missing link. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what's missing. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like they're working behind this glass, you know, so close, but not quite there. Yeah, that's great. Exactly. I love that. And obviously helping people find, you know, like I, I called it your, their zone of genius. My goodness, that can be so beneficial at so many different milestones of, of one's life. So has your mission evolved over the course of time? And, and I, I guess I should also ask, so, you know, how long have you had your own organization? Yes. Yeah, so absolutely. Yes. To your question of evolving over time. I have had my own um, executive coaching and consulting business for four years. And it has every year it has taken, I call it a journey and it's (laughs) taken, right? (laughs) Yes. Evolving. The more that I learn, the more that I figure out, the more that it kind of takes, you know, a new twist and turn and and also I'm kind of a person who likes new things and likes to try new things. And so that's also been part of my journey as well. So, yeah, I mean, what I, where I started four years ago is not where I am now in terms of my, who I coach and, and my coaching process. And that's really just because of, of what I've learned over the years mm-hmm. and how things have evolved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you started out with a, a different focus and then have just gravitated into this sweet spot, if you will, of, of working with leaders, executives, CEOs who are in these pressure cooker situations and, you know, gosh, what a, what a complex, stressful world that they're in and uh, helping them to clear the, clear the mud and, and really yeah. to their own, uh, their own greatness. So, yeah, I love that. Well, have there been any big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way in, in addition to just, you know, evolving because that's not really a roadblock that just simply is seeing more alignment, but, you know, in terms of just growing your business, have there been any big challenges that you've had to overcome? 
Yeah, certainly. And I think that one of the big challenges me for me personally that I've had to overcome as a business owner is just the fact of business ownership where it's, you know, I love being an entrepreneur and I love being on my own, but then there's also being on your own. There's that fact of being mm-hmm. lonely sometimes and not really having all the answers and not knowing if this, is this the right thing to do or is this not thing the right to do or how do I know? And continually just having that, that voice in your head, um, too much thinking through some of these things sometimes. So I would say one of my biggest roadblocks has probably been my, myself of, of just questioning the, my process or procedure, or is this the right direction to go? Or should I be doing this? Those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, There's certainly been just pandemic roadblocks and just the economic roadblocks and things like that, that have come up as well. Right. Yeah. Well, and obviously we're in the day of information. It's the information age. You know, we go to the internet, go to Google, whatever search engine you choose and uh, search something and you're going to get, you know, what, a trillion results, you know? Right. (laughs) Okay. So talk about overwhelm and uh, right (laughs) shiny syndrome, you know, it's, oh, maybe I should be doing this, or maybe I should be doing what she's doing, or maybe oh, maybe I should, and then it just becomes confusion, overwhelm and all that. It's like, I wanted some answers and now I feel worse. (laughs) That frequently happens too. So so could you share maybe what you did along the way to to help yourself kind of take that next step that you felt was the right one for you in, you know, in terms of growing your business or running your business or, you know, choose any of the above. Yeah. Give you a quick overview of the evolution of my business. Uh, When I I first started, I formed two mastermind groups for executive women. And so if if you're not familiar with a mastermind group, it was a group of small six, six to eight women that we had that were all executives, directors, managers. And we met once a month for about three hours. And we, as a group, discussed their challenges, their issues and worked together so they could help each other and move forward. And I facilitated those groups. So that's how I started. And what I found with those groups is I loved doing that work, but I also missed um, the one-on-one, more of the intimate conversations with working with people. And so uh, both of those groups went for about a year and then I pivoted into doing more one-on-one coaching. And I think to answer your question, some of the things that I've learned along the way of my journey is for me, I didn't know what I didn't know. So, you know, I didn't realize that I, I really wanted to focus more on with one-on-one coaching until I was, I did those groups for a year and Mm -hmm. I really, I did enjoy it, but I thought, you know what, something's missing here. And so actually doing for me, doing some of the things and taking action on the ideas that I had and learning as I go and realizing that, okay, this might not be perfect and we'll see how it goes. And if, you know, and also keeping an open mind of, I don't have to do this forever if it's right. not going to work out. So, so just it's setting my clear mindset. expectations, it sounds like in terms of we're going to, you know, this sounds good. Let's give it a try and see instead of this has got to be it. <laughs> so it sounds yes. like you were just very open to, you know, kind of trying 
a different approach or, you know, evolving, uh, allowing things to evolve. So, yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. And, and, you know, Marla, you're obviously an expert at helping leaders, you know, remove their barriers and reach new levels of success in their careers. But I'm curious, how do you feel about the client enrollment or, you know, the sales part of being in business? Now, this is a very different skill set. Do you have any challenges or frustrations with this really important part of growing a successful business? Yes. So for me, it's interesting because my past work before I went out on my own as an entrepreneur has been always relationship building and client facing and some business development and some sales, a lot of different things. I was in recruiting for a little while. So the sales piece of it, building relationships and talking about things comes very naturally to me. But what has, what has changed as you're owning your own business, two things. One, it's kind of harder to sell your own self than it is to sell a product or something else to people. And then two, balancing the life of business ownership and the administrative work of running a business, and then also client work and having, and then actually having a sales process. So as a business owner doing it all, and rather than just focusing on that one sales role. So that's always been my challenge is balancing everything and doing client work and having the leads coming in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, you're definitely not alone in that frustration and challenge in managing, um, you know, all the different tasks that are required uh, in running and growing a business, as well as delivering the impact that, you know, fuels your soul, right. That, that lights you up and, and makes that difference for each individual. So it's, there are only 24 hours in a day, <laughs> and, right? Uh, you know, you don't want to work beyond, uh, you know, a reasonable schedule because uh, you do this, obviously, so that you have the freedom to enjoy your life. So it is an interesting dynamic in terms of, okay, so how do I manage it all? And with running any kind of business, it, it always comes down to efficiencies, and when, it, when we talk about bringing in the lifeblood of a business, which are your clients, really, I mean, you can do your work, uh, but if you're not impacting the people in a way that you have chosen to do so, you know, uh, then it's pro bono work and, you know, that isn't sustainable. So, so just bringing in that constant flow of, of clients also can be automated to a certain degree, you know, even though the, the work that you love doing is one-on-one and more that rolling up your sleeves and working side by side with somebody, but automating mm-hmm. is our leverage, right? As business owners, how can we automate something? How can I clone myself? <laughs> and, and so I would love to give you a little bit of insight around this, if you'd like. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So, you know, in the information age, Um, where people can gain input, advice, answers to their questions so readily, but it becomes this kind of barrage of, you know, one size fits all answers. And you don't really know if that really pertains to you or relevant or what, you know, they take it into consideration this or that. So in putting yourself into the marketplace so that you are attracting those ideal potential clients 
without having to, okay, I'm going to stop all the work that I do. And now I'm going to get onto LinkedIn for this whole week. I'm going to be really active on LinkedIn. Well, that's not sustainable. That's bits and spurts, right? So Mm -hmm. the thing that is super effective and this sort of falls under the marketing umbrella, but it's not, it's under the sales umbrella because what you're doing is creating a digital version of yourself that then you can, in essence, leverage your time. And so a lot of uh, people create content that allows others to, you know, gain some, some insights, fix a problem, not everything. So let's say, for instance, a leader, what are, you know, what are some of their problems, time management, or how to be influential through Zoom, or, you know, some of these smaller morsels of a bigger problem. So if you can solve one of those smaller morsels that are really a nagging problem in the form of an easily digestible digital format, such as a video or uh, an interactive PDF, you know, a PDF, a, a, a fill in the blank kind of thing, or anything that is quick and easy and, and gives clarity, but also it showcases your philosophy and your expertise and, and some of your, you know, special sauce, if you will, that's, that sets you apart from everyone else. It, it really serves you to then bring in potential clients into your world and you have them then, you know, on a database of an autoresponder, as we call it, but it's basically gives you the opportunity to, to stay in touch with these people um, because they've entered your world and then to, to continue to provide them with value. And there are a lot of different ways to take it from there in the sales process that continues to automate things. But this way, you know, through your LinkedIn activity or, you know, Facebook, well, probably not Facebook with this ideal client, but uh, LinkedIn ads or anything where you can create a sustained presence or your networking, sharing this, you know, well-crafted content that is specific to your ideal client's top of mind challenge. And it solves one little part of it and gives them an immediate win is a win-win for you and them because now it allows you to create an automated sales process that then filters out those who really are not your ideal client and it further attracts those who who are. And so there are ways to optimize each of those um, aspects to really serve that purpose. But but that is really one of the most effective ways to um, automate and create that steady flow of potential clients into your world without you having to just, you know, stop the work you do, or maybe take a weekend away from your family and do this, you know, additional work. It it just, it runs in the back, you know, of everything. Obviously it takes time to set it up, but, but once you have it set up, then it just runs in the background all on its own. And uh, it creates that conduit for you. And it serves your potential clients and it serves you. It's a win-win. So hopefully that uh, provides you with some, some ideas starting to percolate in your mind, how you might be able to create something like that. But that's really the key to creating that steady flow of, of clients into your world is, is that just that tipping point, that on-ramp, as I call it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like fishing. 
<laughs> right. Um, yeah. So hopefully yeah. that uh, provides, like I said, some inspiration to you. And I'd love to hear, you know, keep me posted how, how this transpires for you and evolves <laughs> uh, in terms of creating that sales process that works behind yeah. the scenes. So, and, you know, Marla, I'm curious here uh, in terms of evolving, we've been talking about that quite a bit. Um, you know, the pandemic, right? It's, it's in the rear view mirror, right? We've, for the most of us, we're back to a new normal. Business is, is humming along. There are still health risks. There are still impacts on, you know, maybe the economy, that kind of thing. There's the, you know, the, the influx that's going on. But during that time of the pandemic, the whole world changed and leadership from my understanding, had to completely rewrite the manual, right? On how to lead teams that are working remotely that are, you know, now they, they lead through Zoom. Now um, they're facing furloughs. Um, employees are, there's a whole new dynamic out there now with employees being really picky about who they're working yeah. for and how long and all this. So, so it just, brings up a whole lot of questions in my mind in terms of, you know, what was the impact of the pandemic on the work that you do? Well, a few things come to mind for me and they fall into two different buckets. And yes, the pandemic was such a, made such an impact on, on everyone. I think we've learned so much, especially with resilience and adaptability and leaders are in the same way. All of a sudden, all those skills had to kick into high gear really quickly um, just change and being flexible and figuring it all out with, I mean, I've, I've had so many conversations with people saying like, I just had to figure it out. We didn't have this process before. We didn't have this system right. before. I think the good news is, is we were all trying to figure it out together. And so there's mm -hmm. a collective world of, we're all trying to figure it out. So yeah, a little you know, bit more compassion and, and <laughs> yes, anyway. more forgiveness. Like we are too. Mm -hmm. So, um, specifically I was in the midst of you know that that first quarter of 2020 um, I was starting to pivot my business a little bit and focus specifically on career coaching so professionals who were in the middle of their career who were thinking about making some sort of a change and they were wanting to figure out what that next step in their career was going to be right. and then March 2020 hit and there was a lot of furloughs. And so there no one, people were just needing to be thinking about a job in general, not necessarily mm -hmm. the idea of changing careers. It was more like, oh my gosh, I just got furloughed. And so my business changed pretty quickly right then because I, I just had to focus and be adapting to what people needed, which was at that point, I started helping with LinkedIn. Uh, I started helping them with their resumes. I just, I, I actually did a lot of pro bono coaching with strengths finders assessment and different things. And I could just help them kind of keep the ball rolling for, for people. And with those few months that for those first few months of the pandemic, when we were truly all on shutdown. And then it was really interesting because what happened during the pandemic in the world of executive coaching and career coaching was people had some time to think about mm -hmm. right. after the panic happens, you know, everyone's kind of panicked. And then they started to think about, is this what I really want? Do I really want yeah. this for my career? Is this what I want for my life? And so they had, we all had Am I having fun? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, 
And so then um, that summer and into August, I just started getting the phone calls. When things started to get back on track a little bit, I started to get those phone calls of like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I don't know if I want to be here anymore. And so that's when the true change career coaching really started to fall and I could get back into that. People wanted to find out what their purpose was. And that was all fueled by the pandemic and having some time and, oh my gosh, you know, things have changed so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And so that it, it brought awareness and then what, right. And so that for me, this, this tells me that the need for the work that you do became just so integral and, and that like blessing to so many people. It's like, Oh my God, I realized that I have no clue what I want. I'm not reaching the potential that I want to be at. And I have no clarity. And you're like, guess what? I know how to help you. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's perfect. Well, so I'm, I'm dying to know a little bit more specific. So Marla, how do you work with CEOs, you know, executives, emerging leaders, you know, business owners, and even professionals who want to finally become unstuck uh, so they can reach their full potential. Can you share some specifics about your philosophy or your approach? Yes. So ma- mainly I work one-on-one executive coaching with professionals and executives, kind of the whole gamut of, who, of what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone really in the business world who has come to a point either in their career or their leadership or their management, where they do feel stuck and overwhelmed. And there are a lot of different situations that could happen. One is career. Like I I feel like I'm stuck in my career. Another one is I'm newer to management and I I just have no idea what I'm doing and I feel overwhelmed. Um, And the other one is I just want to get better as a leader and improve myself and improve my skills. And so I, we start from wherever they are. Mm-hmm. And whatever they're feeling, the challenges of that of that moment, we put together. Uh, usually, about six months we work together to start off, and we put those end goals together, and then meet for one-on-one coaching during those six months, and work toward those goals. And we always start with who you are as a person, and getting really to know that underneath the the strengths and the um, like, their zones of genius, like you had talked mm-hmm. about, and what they're right. really good at. And then uh, continue to, to go from there. So that's how the one-on-one coaching works. Right. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it's really totally tailored to each person in terms of, you know, their own individual fears, frustrations, limiting beliefs, you know, everything that is racking their world, you know, and yes. that cherry on the top of the Sunday that's way out there you know, or maybe they don't even know exactly if it's a cherry or a blueberry, they just know there's something else and, and design that roadmap to get there, but then not just a roadmap, but it sounds like through that six months, you really help them get there. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. That's great. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Just so such needed work. Well, how can listeners learn more about your process, your offer and, and your expertise? Well, I'm happy, always happy to connect on LinkedIn. You can find me at Marla Holdreed Shift Leadership. Just search that up on LinkedIn. And I love connecting with people. I share a lot of content on LinkedIn. And then my website is shift-careercoaching.com. 
And all the information is right there on how I work and some of my processes and can reach me through that as well. Okay, perfect. So LinkedIn, that's Marla Holdred, Ship Leadership. So they can follow you on LinkedIn and you put out various articles and information there. They can connect with you and, and uh, message you there or your website shift-careercoaching.com, correct? Yes. Yes, that is correct. Thank you. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Marla, you have already shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom here during our conversation. But if I could tap on you one last time um, in looking at your own experience in building your business, what's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? Yeah, I would say my advice I would give to an entrepreneur who feels frustrated uh, with their journey is what comes to mind based on my own experience and then talking with a lot of other entrepreneurs and other business owner colleagues that I have in my world is to really take some time if you're feeling stuck reflecting on what you really need and what you really want. Um, as a person. So for me, mm-hmm. business ownership and entrepreneurship, it's a it's definitely a journey. It's a roller coaster ride. There's a lot of ups and downs, a lot of uncertainty. But for me, the freedom and what I can do to help clients and the independence is kind of trumps all of that and makes it right. so much better. Yeah. Now, what I will what I will say though, and I definitely want to make sure like this is something that comes up all the time is that in my opinion entrepreneurship isn't for everyone and I I have known Mm -hmm. people who have tried it and it just wasn't a fit for them and it's okay like it just didn't work out and so they ended up going back and finding uh you know working for an organization but they Mm -hmm. learned that it just wasn't for them so that's my advice is just it's everyone everyone's a little bit different if it doesn't work for you that's okay it's not for everybody Yeah. And I I really find that refreshing because it doesn't mean you're a failure, right? It just isn't a right. Yeah. I love that. That's really empowering and very refreshing and relieving, right? It's like, oh, so it doesn't mean I'm just an idiot. It just (laughs) means you learned. Yeah. (laughs) Tried that, did there, you know, did that. Now I'm back to, you know, understanding more clearly what I do want. So yeah, I love that. Well, um, again, Marla, it's just been so great hearing about your journey from the years of work that you were doing, you know, within this, you know, more or less same type of work, but yet starting out more working behind the scenes, you know, with another organization, making that impact, but yet not really working one-on-one and you realize for you, boy, that's really, that's more of what I really want to be doing. And so through the support and guidance of that mentor that suggested you're taking that strengths finders assessment. And then all of a sudden it became extremely clear that the frustration was because you weren't working fully in a way that aligned with your zone of genius, right? To now this actual work that you are doing uh, as a leadership development expert, doing executive coaching and leadership organization, helping CEOs, executives, emerging leaders, business owners, 
and professionals become unstuck, uncover their blind spots, accomplish goals, and ultimately reach their full potential. So I've really enjoyed our conversation and I just wanna thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a joy to talk with you as well. Yeah, thank you so much. And again, for our listeners, you can reach Marla Holdreed through her LinkedIn presence, Marla Holdreed uh, Shift Leadership, um, as well as her website, shift-careercoaching.com. And uh, be sure to check in for the great articles that she's posting frequently. So, all right. Well, for all our listeners, remember, when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high-paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you've fully supported your potential clients' decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you are fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me in our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Marla Holdreed. And as always, here's to your success.